It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday, and according to a scientific study by Miss Mary earlier this morning, she came in and announced to me that it's chilly out there. Probably is, yeah, where you are. But hang on, because it's a little bit warmer as we get later into today. And then when we get toward the weekend and into next week, that's when temperatures really drop. So this is just a warm-up for getting cold, if that makes any sense. Which it doesn't. Trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. That's not all Dave's, because we got a call from a guy named Dave from Mills yesterday, and he was actually a very nice, reasonable guy. It's just the Dave from San Francisco, who is just a jerk, which is why I hang up on him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a special message to begin today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Wait a second. Three words. Made in America. No, that's three. Learn how to count here. Well, he always has a little bit of a problem when it comes to counting things. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Single one word. One. I was going to put him uh, oh. foot. That sounded like more than one word. I just tossed that out there. So now that we got that out of the way, all right, the president has officially released, and this was painful to watch this morning. I'll explain it to you so you don't have to watch it unless you choose to torture yourself this way. So the president has officially released, unveiled his student loan policy. There's a website up now for federal student aid. There's also on the official White House website, a fact-checking page for student debt relief, and I looked at it, and it doesn't have any facts in it. As part of this, the president said, well, there are those critics out there on the Republican side that say, we can't afford to do this, but we can because we reduced the deficit. No, we didn't. This administration keeps spending more and more, and so the Democrats in Congress. In fact, we just had that Inflation Reduction Act. That was about a trillion dollars right there. We have historically reduced the deficit. No, he hasn't. And he's completely misrepresenting, and as, as those are in his staff, and the other Democrats in the Democrat Party, completely misrepresenting the objections to forgiving student debt. But okay, if you want to go to a website, there is one. Federal Student Aid is the website. And you can go there and start an application. And it takes about, it says time to complete about five minutes. And you can go ahead and um, 
uh, just fill in whatever information you have to begin the application process for student debt relief. Now, this is not going unchallenged. There are several states out there, for example, that are stepping up and saying, you can't do this, Mr. President. You're overstepping your bounds. And in fact, he is. This is one of those things where it's up in he want I guess he wants to do this under COVID relief money or something like this. But this is one of these things where it takes an act of Congress quite literally to do something like this. The president cannot just sign an executive order and begin a program like this and start spending money like this. It's not within his powers. So as he continues to do this, rolls out the plan anyway, despite the fact that all these lawsuits are coming. If that's what he wants to do, just fine. But the lawsuits will be held up in court and stopped. So those out there who are waiting for your student debt relief, remember now, this is not a done deal for you. This is going to be stopped just by being held up in court. It'll take a long time for all of this to go through court because it's true. The president does not have these kind of executive powers to just sign a piece of paper and say, I'm forgiving this debt from these students. From an article that came out in Forbes magazine a few weeks ago, a few weeks, October 3rd, they came out. The Biden administration, the story says, revealed the earliest date for student loan forgiveness will begin under the initiative, which it just did. Under President Biden's new one-time student loan forgiveness plan, 40 million federal student loans will get about up to $20,000 in forgiveness. That's not for everybody, but up to that much. Previously, Pell Grants would be eligible for up to $20,000. All government-held student loans, including undergraduate and uh, PLUS loans, are eligible for relief. This will include direct federal student loans as well as FELP loans. And it talks about the many different uh, other kinds of loans they plan to do it. According to a recent court filing, the Biden administration education department may start awarding student loan forgiveness as far as October 17th, but not prior to that. So that's why now, because today's the 18th, in case you lost track. All right. So mounting legal troubles, the story says Biden administration revealed October 17th the potential start date for student loan forgiveness in a court filing for a case involving legal challenges to the plan. Six Republican-led states have filed suits against the administration, arguing that Biden exceeded his authority by granting Congress, uh, granted by Congress, to implement the new initiative. But these states may incur financial harm as a result. The source says a preliminary hearing on the suit and whether there should be some form of injunction to stop the program that continues. So even though the Biden administration is saying this is beginning right now, the fight for the injunction to pause the plan while the court case happens, that's still ongoing. So you can go ahead and fill out your application at the White House website. That doesn't mean you get any money yet. There's a possibility that the court action, including an injunction, could interfere with the Education Department's plans to roll out forgiveness, the story says. And this is not the only legal challenge the administration is facing. A conservative legal organization filed a suit arguing that some borrowers may incur a state tax liability as a result of the loan forgiveness plan, although a federal court declined to impose 
an injunction after the Biden administration argued that borrowers could opt out of loan forgiveness if they wanted to. State of Arizona filed its own lawsuit separate, arguing that the Biden plan will interfere with the state's ability to recruit employees and will harm the state's uh, tax revenue and so on. As to how that works, I don't know. But they're filing separately under that. Yet another lawsuit filed, so there's several here. Wisconsin claims Biden's student loan forgiveness plan would violate the Equal Protection Clause of the U.S. Constitution because the administration has argued that the initiative would help narrow the racial wealth gap. Have to put in there at some point something about inequality and race in there. Well, no, that's virtue signaling. So that has to be put in there by the Biden administration. The, uh, to prevail in a lawsuit, says Forbes, the party bringing the suit must have standing and show that there's a valid legal basis for them to be seeking recourse in federal court. The party bringing the suit would have to show that Biden's policy results in uh, some kind of injury. Now, there's another way to do this. As this is being fought in court, we have coming up here real soon our November elections. Now, just so you know, I well, I've said this many times to you guys. I don't pay attention to polls. And yet when you get on what are supposed to be news sites, they're jam-packed with polls. What's going to happen with the upcoming election? Will the Democrats hold Congress? Nobody knows. Okay. We don't know what's going to happen. The election happens when it happens. We don't know what's going to happen. Okay? All right. So let's suppose, though, that the Republicans get the House and Senate. I don't expect a whole lot unless we get some new blood in there because Republicans, you know, the, the establishment Republicans are spineless. And they really never get anything done. They, I mean, they couldn't even get rid of Obamacare after we give them the House, the Senate, and the presidency and said, get rid of Obamacare, and they couldn't even do that. So unless we get some new blood in there, my point is there is an opportunity just to put a stop to this if we have Republicans in the House and Senate and Republicans that will actually do something. Now, to the president's claim, once again, well, we have the money to do this. No, we don't. Well, I've reduced the deficit historically. No, you've increased it historically. I just want to make sure we get that out of the way. And there's an understanding of what's really going on. 617. Wake Up Wyoming. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. 623 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. 888 with the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. For those who are just waking up, I want to make sure that you didn't miss what I started the program with. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen the President of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Three words. That's three, that's three words. Made in America. No, th- okay. Not the first time he's got something like that. Well, I mean... Now, how many, I guess, and I'll put this in air quotes, words do you count here? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him, uh, excuse me. Okay, I counted like eight or nine words there. 
What did you get? Okay, well, I'll go through that again later, and maybe we can figure out how many words that was supposed to be, because that's not a single word. All right, anyway. Biden administration to release millions of more barrels of oil from the reserve. I know they keep doing this. Biden, and remember, this is the same president we have. We know he had asked the Saudis to who are, who want to stop producing excess oil to send to us. He had asked them to hold back on that until after the midterm elections. Yeah, because he's trying to keep gas prices as low as he can. Oh, by the way, gas prices, national average for gas prices, uh, past couple of days have ticked down just a couple of cents, although they're still it's still way high, right? You people who drive diesel, though, in about the past week, prices have gone up about average 18 cents across the country. So how's all of this working? So Biden administration scrambling to find a solution to high gas prices ahead of the midterm, story says. Biden administration planning to release another 10 million to 15 million barrels of oil from the nation's emergency stockpile in an effort to balance markets. How much do we have left in there, by the way? I'd like to know. I would really like to know out of the strategic reserve, which is meant for times of war. And I've never liked any president, Democrat or Republican, doing this, releasing oil just to try to lower prices at the pump. If anything, as I've said before, not only let us drill on our own property here in, in America, but get out of the way so we can build more refineries. That solves your problems there. Right? Administration also expected to provide details this week regarding its plans to restock the emergency oil stockpile. Hang on. With our own? Well, after depleting the reserves like that, now we, we got to refill all that, right? Okay, good. With our own? Or are you going to try to get that from other countries like Venezuela, places like that? Energy Department announced in the spring it was planning a new method of buybacks to permit a competitive fixed-price bid that would potentially lock prices into... Now, that never works. Okay, here's another problem. It's been done many times. I often... Einstein's definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? Many times in the past, government has tried price controls, not just here in America, but in other countries as well. And if you definitely want to make an economic situation worse, try price controls. But that's part of what they're talking about here. Transitory limits to exports of fuel. Now, again, that's... Export your government should not have that kind of power to say to a country you cannot export if they it's their oil if they want to export it they should be able to export it uh, more gasoline and diesel will remain in the U.S. is also being considered by the administration no timeline has been set for those decisions but they want to do it before the midterm elections according to data compiled uh, in 1982 U.S. had the lowest seasonal inventories of since 1982 of diesel suggestion to limit exports has led to disagreements within the administration biden energy advisor supports new export controls while the energy department secretary has other concerns energy department and white house have been quietly meeting this week with exxon mobil and conoco and other oil companies to inform them of what they can expect see and this is really 
again, what drives me crazy. The, we're supposed to be a free market capitalist country. And you'll hear Biden. I've heard him say before, well, I'm a capitalist. If you were, then you wouldn't be meeting with oil companies to tell them what they can and can't do. You would let the market just handle it, right? Oil industry representatives, story says, and third-party energy analysts have said that limiting fuel exports could result in higher prices in some areas of the country, particularly the Northeast, which relies on imports. White House has been attempting to curb rising gas prices and bolster domestic stockpiles. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at the way that they're trying to get this done, and it has led to higher prices, right? I see J.W. and Guernsey, Morning Glen, Wingnut and Wheatland wants to know what's with that song that keeps airing. I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, and while skies, I will look into that. Thank you very much for the note. Something that is airing. That okay? I will take a look at it. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Coming up on some local news update on your weather forecast right after that. Let's wake up, Wyoming. something to say chat him on the wake up wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS Thirty-six the time. It's Wake Up My Own Mean. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888 woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let me see. Uh, get to... I've got several people sending me notes here. Uh, so, okay, here we go. Um, and, and Dave in Casper, I'm going to have an explanation for you about your name, Dave, at the same time. So first off, for those just joining us, Dave is referring to this that I played opening of the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. That's three words, right? That's three words? Made in America. So we have an explanation now, thanks to Dave and Casper. Dave says it's made in America, as in like a maiden. Yeah, not like made in America, three words, but maiden, as in a beautiful lady, a maiden, made in America. Okay, if we're doing that, then it makes a whole lot of sense. So thank you for your explanation for that. I'll get that on to the White House press secretary, where she can use that to try to once again defend the dementia in chief. Okay, also, Dave, while I have you here, so you often hear this disclaimer when I start the program, top of the hour. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, 
and feel free to participate. I always feel the need after that to explain. I'm not talking about all Daves everywhere. I'm just talking about Dave in San Francisco, who's just an obnoxious jerk, and so he gets hung up on. So for our friend Dave and Casper, let me put it to you this way. Des Moines HelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month, the one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, we need to talk about your sick days. What seems to be the problem, Mr. Employee of the Month? Last week, you were out all five days. I was sick. Thanks for checking in. You posted on social media that you were at a comedy club on Monday. Laugh is the best medicine. An outdoor barbecue on Tuesday. Feed a cold, starve a fever, or whichever one needs to be fed. That's the one I had. Okay, Wednesday you took a selfie, hashtag faking sick. That was supposed to say freaking sick. Thursday you were at an amusement park. Somebody stole my phone. They stole your phone and uploaded photos of you at an amusement park. Yes, fake news. Friday you tailgated in the employee parking lot. Friday's basically the weekend. Everyone knows that. If you don't mind hiring Daves, go to the huge national job boards. That's probably what you'll get. But if you want more employees of the month, go where local job seekers find good Local jobs. Des Moines HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, so I might have to take that disclaimer at the end and use it there just to make sure that we're not offending all Daves everywhere. Just the Dave in San Francisco. So I'll go ahead and write that up somehow, Dave, and play the disclaimer at the end of that bit so everybody understands what we're talking about okay good glad we had this little talk here headline for you the latest climate protests have you heard about this pouring milk out well it was one thing when these kids showed up at this uh, van gogh painting and threw some tomato soup at it to raise awareness of climate change which, of course, is not what you do to get people on your side. Thankfully, the painting is protected behind glass, just in case you know some jerks like that show up. They also, after they did that, they took one of their hands and put superglue on it and superglued themselves to the wall so they couldn't be moved, which, of course, they were moved. Then there's this. and There's video of this, too. Latest environmentalist trend, going to the grocery store and speaking out loud while pouring milk all over the place. I'll let you hear this young lady as she does this, but uh, if, if there's audio of this. Yeah, here's several climate protesters. I'm not sure if I'll have audio or not. Yeah, here we go. There's milk being poured out. All right, let's see if I can get the lady. Here we go. I know you can barely hear her because... Okay, so activists show up in grocery stores. Someone reads a statement while the rest of them start grabbing milk out of the uh, refrigerated section and pouring it all over the place. Story says, all across the United Kingdom, teenagers concerned about environmental problems are doing milk pours. New trend involves going to the grocery store, picking up cartons of cow-produced milk and pouring it their contents all over the floor, according to animal rights group Animal Rebellion. Videos have popped up on social media, show teens pouring milk out on the floor and everywhere. And I'm looking at this thinking, as they do this, uh, parents, I'm sorry, parents, uh, employees of the, and adults that are just trying to shop, will stand there and watch and shoot video and post it, which on the one hand is fine, because then you get to see what jerks these young people are. And again, I think it hurts their cause, not helps it right 
At the same time, though, I'm waiting for someone to arrest them for destruction of property, which they should be arrested for, and not just arrested and let go. I mean, dealt with. They should be made to clean it up, too. 642, Wake Up Wyoming. Yesterday's Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 648 to times. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, I know you're going to tell me I'm a liar, but Yoko Ono, former wife of John Lennon, is a singer. She's not a singer. No, she's not. Okay, I'll, I'll go with she's, you. She's uh, a personality of, or a groupie. A groupie of some kind. You know, she has Who married album. a groupie. She has albums out. Really? Yeah, okay. Comedy albums? Uh, that, that, well, you tell me. I want to ask why, too. But that's, uh... That, that really is her? Yeah, that's really her, yeah. Oh. She was even made an appearance some time ago uh, with one of her albums. She was on the David Letterman show. Okay, so I have no idea what this was well, all about. What is about. that all about? I have. Okay, so there's a Please record. Sh- shut up. Don't yes, even play that ever again. I just stopped it. I know. That's worse than, for those who know their Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, she's worse than Vogon Poetry. Okay, so I was in, there was a bookstore called Phoenix Books and Music, and the owner, and this is in Cheyenne, Wyoming, right in downtown. Mm-hmm. And the owner noticed that his vinyl record section was selling like crazy. But books, not so much, because people read stuff off of their phones and tablets these right. days, right? So he went all music. Now he has albums, 45s, cassettes, CDs, and 8-tracks. And he, and he makes good money now. He's really selling stuff like crazy. It's nice. all used stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I was going around taking a look at what he had. There's three Yoko Ono oh. albums there. <laughs> and they're used, which means somebody had to have purchased them in the first place. But I bet you they're only like maybe a quarter listened to. Yeah, so, and then they put it back in the sleeve. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, and then took it to a used album store and said, please, for the love of God, get this satanic crap out of my house. We'll, we'll pay you. How about that? Well, for the NFL last night, another game, another loss, another poor offensive performance by the Denver Broncos. They lost to the Los Angeles Chargers in overtime, 19-16. to In overtime, the Broncos muffed a punt that the Chargers recovered and led to the game-winning field goal. The Bronco defense, awful again. This is just, it's brutal. Quarterback Russell Wilson was 3 of 11 for 15 yards in the second half and in, and in overtime. This was after he completed the first 10 passes in the first quarter. And then after that first quarter, the offense just went right in the tank. That's five out of six games that Denver has scored 16 points or less. Remember, the Broncos acquired Wilson from Seattle for five draft picks, including two first-rounders, and signed him to a $245 million contract. Let that sink in. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys returned to the field on Saturday night in Laramie to host Utah State. Pokes had last week off and are 4-3 and three after a road win over New Mexico their last time out. Utah State is 3-4. and four. They beat Colorado State their last Last time out. And UW head coach Craig Bull said there was plenty to work on during the bye week. We did work on fundamentals. I think we tweaked our offense and defense and kicking game just a little bit. Uh, looked at our total program um, and then looked where we're at. I mean, this is a big, big ball game. It's a meaningful game. Uh, Utah State, I think, has flipped the script and it's really turned into a good football team. And, uh, you know, their win over Air Force is really impressive. And had to come through a lot of adversity uh, to beat Colorado State. 
Saturday night's game starts at 7.45 p.m. from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school volleyball from over the weekend. First on Friday, Laramie beating the Trona three sets to none. Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central 3-0. Cheyenne East over Campbell County 3-0. Sheridan beat Cheyenne South 3-0. Then on Saturday, the Trona over South 3-zip. Thunder Basin beat East 3-zip. Campbell County over Central 3-zip. Tonight in Casper, it's the annual volleyball at Natrona as they will host undefeated Kelly Walsh. The varsity match will begin at 6 p.m. In baseball game five of the New York Yankee Cleveland series uh, for the playoffs was uh, rained out last night, so they're going to try again this afternoon. The winner will play Houston in the American League Championship Series. That's in sports. I always really hate it. I know we've had this discussion before. When it comes to baseball, what a bunch of wimps. Ew, it's raining. Look at football players go, for God's sake. They just keep going. The football players have pads on. Yeah, okay. Baseball has no, they don't have anything. Yeah, they have Well, I mean, something. Anyway, let them at least put uh, like maybe maybe uh if they have some kind of water resistant uniforms on it's it's not it's not playing in the rain it's their footing Oh, is that it? Yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, well, football players don't care about that. They get knocked on their butts all the time. Well, yeah, that's that's why. They're knocked over. I, it's, it's a lot like when the Marines pick on the Air Force, you know? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> bunch of wimps. <laughs> get out there and play but, in the rain, for yeah, God's exactly. sake. Make it happen. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on... I know Marines love that joke. You're welcome, guys. Yeah, we're coming up on some... Local business we have to take care of. News time is right after that. National, local, update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Been on the chilly side. Since the weather is going to be about the same for the rest of the week, weekend weather we get into something different for next week. But since we have like about a week of just the same weather over and over again, Don Day let me know, and he and I'm going to put this in air quotes because of business and scheduling, he's going to be off doing something else. So I'll have a stand-in for Don Day at the 745 weather update for the rest of the week. And I have been encouraging him. When the weather is the same for like a week, hey, man, go on vacation for a while. I mean, you know, put somebody else in there, and you just go ahead and take some time off. He might actually – he says he's on business, but yeah. All right, so that's 745 this morning. Speaking of weather and stuff like that, ladies and gentlemen, the only hit song Al Gore thinks he ever had. You're driving a big car. I come on your radio. I say the end's close. You just say no. I say it's global warming, but you call me a liar. 
Go to the meat counter here in Wyoming, Cowboy State Daily Headline. Now Google is flagging recipe ingredients for climate impacts. <laughs> the agricultural industry says it's a sham. You think? Here's the story. Google will soon implement a feature to let you know environmentally friendly choice of your dinner. Yeah, so if you're shopping and you're, oh, you want to cook, stuff like that. Well, here's how environmentally friendly your choice is. And for those of you who are sick of Google, I do use, because I haven't found anyone else who has this uh, feature before, what I'll use Google for is what I have in front of me right now. There's all sorts of, on the toolbar up above, files that I have within for, uh, news websites, things like that. And whatever I'm doing on Google here, it mirrors on my phone, on my home computer, on my laptop, on my tablet, wherever I am. I just log into my Google account, and what I've been working on is right there. Now, if you're thinking, but Glenn, you might get hacked. There's nothing here that any hacker could do anything with. It's the same information I talked to you guys about. So hopefully they'll hack into this and learn something, right? Other than that, when it comes to actually searching for information, I gave up on Google a while ago. If I want to know something, there's several other search engines out there that I use instead of Google. I just gave up on them because I could see if I'm looking for something specifically, Google would not let it appear or de-emphasize it several pages back in my search. But if I use some other search engine, it's right there at the top. I see it happening, so I gave up on Google a while ago. But let's go back to the story, Cowboys Day Daily. Google will soon implement a feature that will let you know how environmentally friendly your choice of dinner is. Director of Google Search discussed in a blog post the new feature that will show the emissions per pound of ingredients in the recipe that you're searching. So if you're going to go cook something and you're looking up recipes online, you sure you want to cook that for the climate footprint for that? Here's what I would do. <clears throat> Seriously. Instead, I would start looking for food. If I can just offer you this advice that has the greatest impact, according to Google. Now you know you're eating something that's delicious and probably really good for you, too. If it says for you, like, for example, let's say you're looking up a recipe. You are having friends over. You're going to have steak and all of the fun trimmings that you like making with your steak, all the side dishes. Right away, Google's going to tell you, oh, the carbon footprint for that, yes. I'm cooking steak in the backyard. I'm burning coal to do it. And then all my side dishes, too. This is a huge carbon footprint. Thank you, Google. Now I know that this is going to be delicious. Here's a quote from this guy who's doing this uh, social engineering. And he actually calls this an attempt at social engineering. He says, quote, there is nothing more than just another baseless attack on animal agriculture. And this, oh, I'm sorry, this is someone different. Uh, baseless attack, essentially an environmental scoreboard for food. The beef and cattle industry are not happy about it. That's who I'm quoting. Calling the move social engineering. My apologies here for that. So this is nothing more than just another baseless social attack on animal agriculture to shame 
on the folks at Google for not using sound science, not even doing their own research. And Google, the beef industry, uh, said Russell Nomez, owner and broadcaster of Western Ag Network. So here's how this works. In the post, this guy from Google explains, the company wants to help people live more sustainably. There's that buzzword again. Yeah, you just throw out sustainable and it's okay because it makes it because you said sustainable it is, obviously, right? And yet how many things have I told you about that they say are sustainable, yet when you look at it, it's not. All right. To demonstrate how the feature works, the post shows a search for tofu and curry recipe for tofu. A little show of hands out there. How many of you out there listening right now have been online searching for tofu recipes? Anybody? Anybody at all? I don't see a single hand going up. No, you, you're lying. Put your hand back down. Thank you. <clears throat> the search produces a warning that the food people eat to live <laughs> produces a third of the greenhouse gases, which uh, can lead to uh, climate change. Uh, below that warning is a list of ingredients, with beef showing the highest carbon dioxide emissions per pound. Tofu is highlighted near the bottom of the list, 4%. See, again, I would use this as a goal to go ahead and look up recipes that have the highest carbon footprint as a goal and continue looking up those recipes. And if I can leave comments about how wonderfully delicious these recipes are, it must be the extra CO2 in the food that's being released in the cooking process and not just the growing and developing and feeding process, but... That must be the extra CO2 that helps it taste so good. Kind of like gluten-free food. I have tried gluten-free food. Now, I'm not really sure what gluten is, but whatever it is, it's delicious. So the same thing goes with this carbon-neutral food. So let's take a look at tofu for a minute. Have you tried it? I was curious one time. I tried it. Ugh. I don't care how you cook it. So food that has a low CO2 or carbon footprint tastes just horrible compared to food with a high carbon footprint, like a nice juicy steak. So they're just encouraging me the opposite way. So this guy from Google said, "Is uh, oh, I'm sorry, um, the latest string of attacks on the livestock industry, which falls into the group of people like uh, PETA, who main objective is getting people to stop eating meat altogether. There's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of folks don't do their homework, says the gentleman from the Beef Council here in Wyoming. Disappointing, says the story, compared to other industries. Beef industry is a very small contributor to climate change. Well, and I disagree with that altogether. No, not, not saying that they're a contributor to climate change. There's no contribution at all. Do not buy into the myth that CO2 is causing some climate catastrophe. Don't play into that myth. Story goes on to food, security, and nutrition. Google's plan feature caught the attention of the national beef organizations like National Cattlemen's Association. Google is using its billions of dollars in resources to target cattle producers and ignore the science that demonstrates beef sustainability and the value to the environment. 
But here's where I say, though, when you when you want to argue and debate points like this with people, do not fall into their trap. Okay, CO2 is not a pollutant. Okay, and, and the idea that, well, beef is sustainable. You're using their buzzwords. Now, it is true, here's a quote, cattle production protects green space, upcycles grass, provides customers with lean protein, packed with essential nutrients. That's all good. But when arguing with these people, again, don't say, well, we're sustainable. Well, we don't produce much in this way of greenhouse gases. We don't contribute to climate change. Don't get into their lexicons when you're arguing with them. Every time they talk about climate change and CO2, remind them that according to the science, which I've read to you on the air, CO2 is not a pollutant. And it's not causing climate change. And I've played for you. Well, in fact, here, let me go ahead. I know I've done this many times before, but let me see. Over, I'm taking a look at... Uh, here we go. Uh, like, for example, let's listen to a climatologist. Russia's deadly wildfires, the smog-filled cities and poor harvest are being seen by some environmentalists as signs of climate change. Let's now cross live to London to discuss this with Piers Corbyn. He's an astrophysicist Hello. and also founder of Weather Action. Uh, good to have you. Thanks very much indeed for joining us live there in London. So what we're seeing here is a drastic change in climate, aren't we? Well, climate has always been changing, uh, but this has nothing to do with man. In fact, we predicted that there would be extreme heat in uh, East Europe and Russia this uh, summer. And uh, it's caused by a certain circulation pattern. CO2 does not cause circulation patterns. What causes those is a combination of solar activity and uh, the state of the, the phases of the moon. But hang on, Piers, uh, wait, wait, fact, excuse me, just a minute. You say this isn't caused by man. How come they're reporting this heat wave is recognized as the worst in a thousand years of recorded history in Russia? Well, and uh, well, surely of man has got something to do with this, hasn't he? No, nothing to do with it. The only, the only connection is man is here at the same time as the sun and the moon are doing things. Um, you see, a very similar situation happened about 132 years ago, where there was the same sun, earth, lunar, magnetic states. Um, there was uh, heat waves in Russia, and there were also floods in Pakistan, as now. And in the previous few years, there was also uh, floods in the English summers, uh, also 132 years ago. So these things are dictated by solar activity in the moon. So you, there's someone who actually knows because that's actual science right there, okay? Yeah, I, I really, as soon as Google rolls this out, I decided I'm going to use it. And I'm going to keep looking up recipes because obviously when it comes to how delicious and nutritious your food is, well, the more CO2, the better. 719, Wake Up Wyoming. But never boring. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty-four is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. If you're just joining me, great story, Cowboy State Daily, where Google is going to put up on their search. If you're searching for a recipe, you're going to see what is the CO2 output of what... And how does what you're cooking affect climate change? And then they offer things like, see, to tofu has a low-carbon footprint, so you should be eating that. Steak, however, has a high-carbon footprint. You're destroying the planet, you know, climate change. 
But that makes me think tofu, when it comes to eating tofu, I've tried it. It sucks. But steak is delicious, which means CO2 makes food taste better. And also makes it more nutritious for you because the steak is better for you than tofu is. To that, Sherry, morning, Sherry. Sherry is in Cheyenne. Tofu is fermented soybeans. During the fermentation process, CO2 is released. Aha! But think about this, Sherry. During the fermentation process, CO2 is released into the atmosphere. Okay, and then that's supposed to be climate change, right? But it's also released from the food, which is why it tastes like crap. But when it comes to a steak, the CO2 is still in there. Therefore, it's delicious. You see where I'm going with this, right? Okay, good. I'm glad we're all on the same page here. So let me see. Oh, yeah, Milo, for danger. Don't forget how oil saved the whales. Okay, there is... A great book out there. The author's name is Alex Epstein. I've talked about him before. I've had him on. It's been a while, but I've had him on this program. He wrote a book called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels. He does point out, we were killing whales to get the valuable oils in whales that we could use for things like lamps and other such things, right? But a different kind of oil is what comes out of the ground. And we started using it. And we found out how many different things we can do with oil. In fact, we still haven't found all of the different things that we can do with oil. We're still learning all of the different things we can do with it. Not only did that save the whales, but as an example, Alex Epstein talks about the New England states. Now, you can go all over the country with this, but let's just focus on the New England states. There was a time that the New England states were pretty much all deforested. People built homes out of the wood. They cleared land for farms. In the wintertime, they used more wood to heat their houses. The New England states were, well, they pretty much looked like the prairies out, out west here. They just deforested them. Then came electricity made by coal, natural gas, and because of that, because people could now heat their homes and cook, and because of products from oil, which include better ways to grow plants, herbicides, pesticides, things like that, we can now grow far more food on very little land. So not so much farmland was needed, but our production went up. Also because we're heating and cooking and so on, air conditioning, etc., with electricity based on coal and natural gas. We didn't need to bother the land so much anymore. Go visit the New England states. One of the most heavily wooded areas in America. The trees, nature came back with a vengeance. Those areas are jam-packed with trees and bushes and shrubs. and so on. Nature came roaring back in a very short period of time. And that happened because we quit bothering the land, because we were taking energy from underneath the land to make electricity, and now when you take a look at uh, you go across America, the North America in general, there are now more trees in North America than there were back in the year 1900. Actually, there are, yeah. And the reason for that is because we're not cutting down trees for every little thing. In fact, we have been planting more trees and using them more like a crop. Thank you, coal, gas, and oil. 7.29 is the time, coming up on 7.30. Local news is heading your way. 
right after that an update on your weather forecast and you and I get back into it again. I hope whatever you're eating this morning for breakfast has the largest carbon footprint possible. So it will not only be nutritious for your body, but it'll also be delicious as well. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030, Day 2 Radio. 7.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. Real quick here, I want to um, catch up everybody. I do this now and then for those people just joining. Because throughout the morning, people keep joining in. Great story, Cowboy State Daily, how Google at some point, they haven't done it yet, I just checked. When you go for looking for a recipe on Google, they're going to put a little warning under there about what the carbon footprint for that meal is. Now, I've noticed that the more the carbon footprint for the meal, the more nutritious the meal and the better it tastes. For example, a steak versus tofu. So I'm thinking that I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to score it. The bigger the carbon footprint, the better the meal is for me and the more I'm going to enjoy it. At first, I was going to reject Google and say, well, I'm not going to use your recipes. Now I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm going to do just the opposite of that because I know what is good for me and tastes great based on how high the carbon footprint is, right? Having thought that, I know we're a little away from Thanksgiving at this point. I get that. But that made me think of a couple of bits that you'll hear me play when we get to Thanksgiving. On today's special holiday episode of Raw Vegan Cooking, I'll be showing you how to prepare a raw vegan holiday turkey so you can enjoy your holiday meal just like normal people while still being better than them. Our turkey prep involves assembling our turkey out of mouth-watering raw vegan ingredients. If nature didn't screw up by making turkeys out of turkey meat, it would have wisely made turkeys out of tofu. It's a hormone-disrupting delight that embodies the word plain in exquisite detail. So we'll pick up the slack and improve on Mother Nature's stupid ways by using tofu to incarnate our turkey into this world. For the neck, we'll use a carrot. They're always effective cervical substitutes. We'll use a tomato as a substitute for the turkey head, and we'll use the inside of the tomato as a substitute for the brain. For the beak, we'll use the ace up the plant kingdom's anti-inflammatory sleeve, ginger, sliced. Turkey legs are everyone's favorite, but because tofu doesn't have legs, we'll substitute in broccoli drumsticks. Wooden skewers make excellent hip socket substitutes. We'll use kale for wings, just like normal turkeys will have once they evolve out of the filthy animal kingdom into the plant kingdom. Hashtag vegan. And an assortment of rosemary and dill picked fresh from my garden will make excellent feathers. Now we have our turkey. Have you lost your appetite yet? Yeah. There's also this bit that I came up with. Uh, Lord, how many years ago? This is I've had this one for a while. M Mommy, wh why is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? Oh, because Thanksgiving is when America comes together to show what the American spirit is all about. 
all across the nation, people kill animals <laughs> and eat them, waving giant middle fingers at PETA. So I I don't understand. I mean, what what it what, what is? See, real Americans don't like to be told what to do by a bunch of tofu eating hippies. Yeah, but but so we take a goose or a pig or a big bird like this turkey, <laughs> yeah, but, and we. Like this. What, what? Then we shove it in a hot oven like so. But, Mom, I mean, shouldn't you kill the bird dead before you did all that? Oh, honey. <laughs> Your father and I like our meat fresh. This special Thanksgiving holiday message was designed specifically to hack off the condescending long-haired tofu-eating hippies that try to make us meat eaters feel guilty this time of year. We hope that you enjoy the organic cardboard that you're eating this holiday. In the meantime, we're cooking our fresh kill on coal. So remember, as you start to Google, at some point when they do that Google recipe thing, gets to the holidays, and you start Googling recipes for Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, stuff like that. The higher the carbon footprint, the more delicious the meal is going to be. Just keep that in mind. They're going to show that CO2. You're destroying the planet. No, you're making food that's nutritious and tastes delicious. Especially if you take your steak or your turkey, for that matter, and you go outside and you cook it on coal. You see? Now, how delicious. Now, you know that that's the case. If you were to take a, I know I'm making your mouth water, but okay, hear me out. You take a steak, plus all the trimmings that go with a good steak, and you take it out to your barbecue grill, and you cook it on cold. Now, what is the carbon footprint of all of that? Yeah, kind of high, right? How good for you is all of that food? Extremely good for you, all of it. How delicious is all of that? Yeah, extremely, all of it. Meantime... If you take some tofu and other such vegan garbage and you cook it on your solar panels or however they do that so they don't have a carbon footprint, what does that taste like? I rest my case. 742, wake up Wyoming. Talk radio's got with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk today. Weather Mark Yours on with us this morning. So I have you on because Don Day said he had like meetings and stuff. <laughs> I think it's just so nice out there. He's just taking advantage of it. Yeah, you should just say it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, meetings come in all shapes and forms. Uh, they do, yeah. A meeting with a fishing pole, you know. So Okay, so uh, let me ask you then. We are on a nice stretch here of incredibly good weather for how many days really for five more days okay we're going to be looking at at great weather absolutely beautiful autumn weather now and again tomorrow thursday and friday not bad either but the later we get in the week we're going to start to see the old uh, wind meter start to uh, increase some and by friday into saturday still going to be warm and dry except for way out west but we will be dealing with some some strongly gusty winds across central southern and eastern wyoming okay so now we get through that that also brings a, a drop in temperature and what kind of wet stuff do we expect well not a lot of it unless you're pretty much oh from about 
really the Bighorns and the Wind Rivers, maybe the, the Snowy Range as well on westward. So initially um, still warm, 60s and 70s plains all the way through Saturday. We've got those winds. And as we get into mid to late day Saturday, and especially overnight, cold front, trough low pressure starts to move in. Rain and snow up in the western mountains and valleys, including Jackson and the upper Green River Valley. Dubois, Wind Rivers, Absorcas. Then over the course of Sunday, Snowy's Bighorn's going to start to pick up some moisture, but it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of moisture across lower elevations, especially, Glenn, lower elevations here in the Casper area, Laramie, Cheyenne area, pretty much all of eastern Wyoming. But there will be a big drop in temperatures from these unseasonably mild temp readings we're having here now. Define big drop. Oh, let's see. So we're going to be seeing some readings in the low to mid 70s for highs here in the plains Thursday into Friday. And we're going to be looking at temperatures only in the 40s for the plains ah, by Monday. Okay. All right. So all of your friends who complained all summer long that it was cold in the morning, you know, your cold blooded friends that you wonder if they really are aliens that belong to the reptilian race, those people. Okay. Yeah, yep. They're going to start complaining is basically what we're saying here. About mid oh, yeah, 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 always. You know, they'll have their shorts on with their sweatshirts yeah, and be sure, shivering yeah. a little. So, Meantime, yeah. that's when I sleep with my windows open. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Always sleep better with uh, nice, cool air. Yeah, around. That's, yeah. I like yeah. that. All right. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you coming on this morning. Mark, you're from Day Weather. So, okay, here come the seasonable temperatures finally moving in. Off we go to talk to Frank, who's over there in the icebox. So, Frank... I came across an actual sign, which I posted on my social media, that says, no golfing in the cemetery. Um, I will tell you this. There is a golf course in South Dakota in Belfouche that uh, the cemetery borders the golf course. So, if you, so and, and there's no fence uh -huh. between there and... Frank, have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. hit balls on uh, somebody who, uh, you know, yes. <laughs> over by their stone over there. Uh -huh. And Frank is respectful and he's yes. not going to hit the ball right off his I grave. See. He's going to, you know, move it out of the way. And I've seen some people kind of move it in between graves, you know, <laughs> and then just hit the ball. Oh, you know? God, so, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, you don't want to walk over and stand on the guy's belly and say, Mind if I play through? He, I, I'm yeah, not sure he right. would mind. No, yeah. I probably he's probably would, a golfer. Yeah. like, Oh, somebody now, finally is golfing back time over there yeah. yeah okay so if you do is okay so if you move the ball in the graveyard off of somebody's grave you still have to take that as a stroke though right? well i would call it like unplayable as long as it's not closer to the hole okay you know i mean you know i unless it's unless it's marked with a out of bounds stake but i don't remember that i mean let's see I, i've been walking around people you know like hi you know and when i was here last last month and like i'm oh, sorry you know okay a i'm seeing if i can look this up Moving your golf ball off of a grave, and I'm gonna I'm gonna write rules. Okay, let's see what I come up with here. Rules for moving your golf ball. Okay, uh, principles of golf. Uh, okay, oh, if your ball is at rest, it is move. You must generally replace the ball. Okay. Uh, there is no penalty for that. You see, somebody actually wrote something about that, Frank. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. L listen, golf rules, they, they, they have rules about sticks. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. Oh, and leaves and, and stuff leaves, like that. Yes. Okay, so let's do the stick thing then. So if your ball rolls up against a stick, that's that's naturally there, right? Right. So and, you and can't touch that. I don't believe you... I don't think you can. I think leaves, sticks, and stuff like it, that. It, That's it, a natural thing. If it is a man-made thing, like yes. a sprinkler head, yeah. if you some, know, then you can move. If somebody accidentally dropped a pencil, 
Yeah, that's that's still wood, but that's man-made. man-made yeah. So you can move that because that's not supposed to be but, there. But I think there's some impediments that you can remove, yeah. I believe. Okay. But but you know what? There's yeah. you know, but if you hit a, some, a ball off of somebody's in the in the cemetery, yeah. The problem is that if you should happen to miss hit that, and then hit a gravestone, oh, oh worse, okay, and then, worse yet, and, and then okay, the ball wait. ricochets off the gravestone, yeah, and back it kills at somebody. You. No, yeah. no, no, you're the one who gets killed, <laughs> and you're right there. Or worse. Now here's another one. This is going to cause a zombie apocalypse. So you hit off of someone's grave. And you take a divot out. Ooh. You better replace that. I, I would, yeah. I don't want any hands going through there. Well, the NFL from last night, another game, another loss, another poor offensive performance by those will-be-gone Denver Broncos as they lost to the Los Angeles Chargers in overtime last night, 19-16. to In overtime, the Broncos managed to muff a punt, which the Chargers recovered and led to the game-winning field goal. The Bronco offense was Awful again. Quarterback Russell Wilson, a brutal 3 of 11 for 15 yards in the second half and overtime. This was after he completed the first 10 passes he attempted in the first quarter. But after that first quarter of play, the offense went in the tank. And that's five out of six games that Denver scored 16 points or less. Frankly, they are just plain boring. Broncos acquired Wilson from Seattle for five draft picks, including two first-rounders, and signed him to a $245 million contract. Let that sink in. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys returned to the field on Saturday night in Laramie, hosting Utah State. The Pokes uh, had last week off, and they are 4-3 and three overall after a road win over New Mexico. Utah State is 3-4 and four overall after beating Colorado State their last time out. Among the sub-stories in this game is that former UW quarterback Levi Williams now plays at Utah State, and current UW quarterback Andrew Peasley transferred from Utah State. Head coach Craig Bowles says that Peasley is pretty grounded about that whole deal. Andrews, uh, I had the captains over for dinner the other night. and It's been uh, really enjoyable uh, to get to know him, his family, his background. Um, you know, this is about our program and we're going to, and I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to just put those individual feelings aside. Um, I do know he has great respect for a lot of the players that are there, Coach Anderson. So it's not like, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a you know, an uh, ill feeling that he has. Saturday night's game starts at 7.45 p.m. at War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. High school volleyball from over the weekend, first in 4A, first on Friday. Laramie over the Trona, three sets to none. Thunder Basin beat Cheyenne Central, three to nothing. Cheyenne East over Campbell County, three nothing. Sheridan beat Cheyenne South, three nothing. Then on Saturday, the Trona beat South, three zip. Thunder Basin over East, three zip. Campbell County over Cheyenne Central. Tonight in Casper, it's the annual Volley Bowl as the Trona will host undefeated Kelly Walsh. The varsity match begins at 6 p.m. In baseball, Game 5 of the New York Yankee-Cleveland Playoff Series was rained out last night, so they will try again this afternoon. The winner will play the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. And that's it in sports. Uh, next hour, I'm going to recite to you some weird golf rules. Oh, there, there, There's yeah. more did, than you can... Did you know about the cactus rule? You're playing golf in Arizona. Okay. One of those big cacti standing yeah. there. Ball rolls right up against it. Okay, okay. now... You are allowed to wrap a towel or a coat or something around the prickles so you can reach around the cactus, basically hugging it <laughs> and swing your golf club. <laughs> there has been pro tournaments where people have moved big rocks. Uh-huh. Moved them. Okay. They have Is a that legal? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know. If your club head falls off, the orange rule, the spit rule, the air rule. Oh, we'll have some fun with that next time. Okay, yeah. All right, thank you. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. And we're going to roll into news time after that. It's going to be national, local, update on your weather forecast. Hey, open phones, too. Triple eight ninety seven woods Wake up, my own.
it's pretty... Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, open phones at this point. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine. For those who are just joining, now you can go back and listen to this, but I'm going to do a follow up on it tomorrow. It was fun last hour. So there's a great story, Cowboy State Daily, that says Google will soon be. If you look up a recipe on Google, let's say you're making Thanksgiving dinner, whatever. It will let you know what your carbon footprint is for that meal so you can help fight climate change. And it gave gave me the realization that the more CO2 output, not just, let's say you're cooking some meat, the CO2 output to grow the animal, raise the animal, whatever. And then you decide to smoke it and then cook it over coals. See, the more the CO2 output the more delicious it is, the more nutritious, the more delicious it is. I'm going to write up a story uh, based on the uh, Cowboy State Daily story because I just thought that was fantastic. And it deserves a follow-up. That was last hour. Now, you never miss a program on Wake Up Wyoming. Have the Wake Up Wyoming app free to download at your app store. When I'm off the air, just go to the toolbar in the Wake Up Wyoming app. Look for On Demand. It's on the left side of the toolbar. Touch that. It opens up and you can see, for example, episodes, past episodes. Go ahead and listen to them. Or Miss Mary has been slowly releasing season two of Wyoming Altered States. That's all the funny bits that we play on the air. Oh, which reminds me, Miss Mary, do you remember? We had said this morning we had talked about a funny bit that I should play again. And I'm thinking, yes, we should play that again, but I can't remember what it was at the moment. It's slipping my mind at the moment, if you can think of it. One more thing, sort of a non sequitur, then I'll get on to the main topic for this hour. So someone sent me, and I'm looking into I've heard about this, but I'm looking into it. I get this, uh, it looks like a plastic sort of piece of paper kind of a thing. And Wyoming Goldback is what it is. A way to diversify portfolios. Tangible liquid asset. Yeah, this is a a one dollar Wyoming gold back. It's supposed to be some kind of currency. Okay, I will go ahead and uh, look a little bit more into what that is. Just because I thought that was interesting, and somebody decided to go ahead and send me one, so I'll look into that. Meantime, triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Off to the phone I go. Carrie Laporte, Colorado. Morning. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, I'd like to talk about the uh, National Republican Party. Okay. Uh, you know, and then also the, mainly the Wyoming. But, uh, uh, you know, the issues that we've had a lot of times uh, the past four uh, elections, either primary or either uh, uh, midterm uh, or even presidential, is that whenever we have our, these candidates who uh, just put an R beside uh, their name, like we have said before in the past, you know, then they go in there and they, they – go with the almost a democratic um, agenda. Right. So remember when uh, President uh, Trump, when he switched over from uh, Democrat to Republican, yeah. and then the Republican Party, they had him sign that declaration that he will see um, the views of the Republican Party and not switch back and forth or 
or go back and forth with any views. So do we not do the same thing with any um, Democrat who switches over to Republican, have them sign that Republican uh, declaration that they are truly a Republican and not a back and forther? Yeah, that's good. And sign a pledge and then make them stick with it, especially when it comes to reelection time. A lot like when someone moves to Wyoming, I ask them to sign the Wyoming citizenship oath. You know, I, but yeah, you're going to stick to these principles. The next thing is, how many of these politicians do you think are just going to lie about that? Right, and if they lie about it, or if they start switching, then we, well, like they're doing right now, is censure them and then keep them from voting. There should be some replica, uh, some uh, some some harsh, uh, uh, whatever you call that, um, uh, uh, reasoning for if you start to vote Democrat or start to have their views. Once in a while, that's fine, but if you start, there has to be some repercussion for you right. uh, uh, not voting along with the uh, Republican Party. Sure, and I do think one of the big problems that we've had. Over the years, the American people have just decided not to pay attention. They vote, they quit paying attention. I'm glad to see now parents are starting to pay attention to what's going on in schools. And so they're showing up at school board meetings. But in the same way, I've even here in the state of Wyoming, there was one gentleman up in Gillette. He ran as a Democrat twice, couldn't get elected, ran as an independent, couldn't get elected, put an R by his name. And it was quite a while before we could finally convince people, hey, this guy is voting Democrat. Have you looked at his voting record? And when that finally came out, we were able to get rid of him. But vote, most voters didn't pay attention to that. They just voted straight down party line. So you see where that gets us. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the Republican, Wyoming Republican Party should know this and then get them to sign a declaration of of being with the Republican Party. And, yeah, from time to time, you're going to have some different views. But some of these Democrats and independents yeah. that put that R beside their name, it seems like they, they want to switch back to what they were affiliated before. Sure, which is also why every year or every couple of years at this time, I have my Stay Out the Vote campaign where I encourage uninformed voters to please do your country a favor and stay home. I will pay for Netflix and I will order you pizza or Chinese, if you will. I'll even call your boss and give a lame excuse for why you can't show up to work if you just stay home and don't vote this election season because you're doing more harm than good by not being informed, especially on how the people who are in office are actually voting, what they're actually saying and doing. Yeah, right. And then if there's any other uh, listeners out there that would like to call and comment on this, if they yeah. know for sure, if they do uh, get them to sign a declaration. Uh, that would be a great idea. I mean, that, that, yeah. that'd be awesome. And then I'm not sure, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person that brought this idea. There's got to be something that we, both parties, protect themselves with. Yeah. Well, there is more, there are more and more websites out there, even in your own area, there in Colorado and here in Wyoming, but all across the country where you can just go ahead and check the voting record of the person that you're going to vote for. Are they voting in the way that you would have voted? That should tell you everything you need That's to know right there. Very true, very true. Well, thanks for your time, right. Glenn, and then uh, just uh, plugging everyone down here, uh, going from Democrat to Republican in yeah. the uh, state of Colorado, one person at a time. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. Here's my, and I oftentimes have people who misunderstand my stay out the vote campaign. Darling, would you fetch me a beer on the fridge? So, I know everything about the Kardashians, Beyonce. 
and stuff like that. But I know nothing about who my governor is or whoever runs the state. So this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Thank you, darling. I can give you every major stat for the Rockies for the last 15 years, but I can't tell you who the mayor of Denver is. That's the reason why this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Too lazy to stay informed? Then stay home. Stay out the vote. Your country is counting on you. And we did get that one call. I believe the lady was from Cheyenne, Wyoming, lady from Cheyenne, who called the program and tried to make the case that, no, it's okay if she shows up and votes and doesn't know what to do. That she's just sort of guessing, which is inexcusable. John and Gillette, you mean like Eric Barlow only votes with Republicans 10% of the time? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. My sister who's in uh, Lake Wales. It's also true the more delicious the meal, the fatter I get. The fatter I get, the more negatively I affect the environment. <laughs> 8.15, Twake Up, Wyoming. Expect some slowdown. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up, Wyoming mobile app. Twenties the time. To wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. I triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. And Miss Mary and I were kicking back and forth. What was that bit we wanted to replay? And by the way, some of these you can find again. Use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Touch on demand on the toolbar. It's on the left side of it. And one of the options besides listening to old shows is the Wyoming altered states which is the funny bits we create here. I do have, it's in the works right now, social justice warrior taken off in his version of the Batmobile, which, of course, is going to be his mom's car, and it's all electric. So you can imagine how funny that's going to get. That's part one is written and will be produced. There's going to have to be more than one part because that gets kind of involved. But the part, uh, the bit Miss Mary and I were talking about with each other this morning was the tin hat store. Now, this came along because we were talking conspiracy theorists, and I was curious, where do you conspiracy theorists get your tin hats from? Do you make them on your own? Some I'm sure do. Do you go to a tin hat store to buy your tin hats? What would that be like? So I wrote up the bit, and from down the hallway over here in the same uh, office area as Miss Mary is Raiden, who the first time he's ever done a bit like this with me. We did it in two takes, and I had to give him uh, credit because his timing was just perfect. So I'll definitely be using him again on more bits. Who the hell are you? Oh, um, I'm just here looking for a tin hat. Why? rather not say out loud. Good answer. Is the problem terrestrial threat or outer space? Outer space, I suspect. CIA, KGB, gray, or reptile? Probably a combination, but I can't tell which combo. Since you're not sure, probably need three or more sheets, conventional headgear lined with electromagnetic fields, mind control, and mind reading. Do you have a cat? Yeah, I do have a cat. He'll need one, too. If they're from Vogon, they'll probably watch you through your cat. Where did you learn all of this? That's classified. Oh, is it? Well, it just seems odd that you know so much. 
Seems odd that you ask so many questions. You have trouble making sales, don't you? Only sell to those I trust. So, yeah. While I was looking or listening to that with you guys, I came across this one over here. Since the social justice warrior is going to take his mom's car without her permission, of course, and it's an electric car, and he's going to be ta- chasing down a diesel pickup truck. Oh, this is going to be hysterical. I see I have a bit here that I haven't played in a long time. It has to do with the smart car. There are some smart cars in Wyoming. My only complaint about the those tiny little cars, my only complaint about the smart car really is it was too expensive when they first came. I don't even think they make them anymore. But the price was so high for such a little vehicle. And for those who thought that they were death traps, actually they were very safe if they got into an accident. But it was so expensive to buy a smart car. I didn't think that was very smart. But you do see them around Wyoming. And I thought what we need to do is take this smart car and make it a bigger, you know, luxury model. I love my smart car, but it's just too small, even for me. Would you like the smart car to be just a little bigger? Yes, please. Okay, then. Introducing the all-new Smart Luxury Edition, just like the old smart car, but big enough for the rest of you. Wow, I can actually sit up straight, and my knees aren't in my chest anymore. That's right. The all-new Smart Car LX provides you with that little extra room so you can actually fit inside. Kind of. Will I have room for a friend? No. A kid? Not a toddler or an infant. My cat? Yeah, cats chase smart cars like mice, so no. What about my purse? Optional roof rack. I bet I can cram an extra clown in here. Probably three. I bet the Smart Car LX costs a lot more. It sure does. Twice as much than just buying a small four-cylinder car. Wonderful. I feel smarter already and strangely superior. And while the roof is a bit higher, the Smart Car LX still is small enough to park under a jacked-up pickup truck on wind days. Introducing the new Smart Car LX. Do not drive one wind gust more than 25 miles an hour. Okay, so now you got something else to laugh at when you see one of those riding around town. Kevin in Wheatland, I use an aluminum foil liner for my Stetson. That's a smart idea. If you're making a tin hat, yeah, it's a good idea. You don't have to have a tin hat on because then people know that you're wearing a tin hat. And it's a lot like when you see someone even today wearing a mask for COVID and so on. I've actually played audio on the air where people uh, are wearing a mask. One lady was saying, well, I wear a mask because I don't want people to think I'm a Republican. It's virtue signaling in many cases to wear a mask. So if you're wearing a tin hat, that's virtue signaling. And people know also, oh, we know what his political points of view. That's a conspiracy theorist right there. So it's a good idea if you have a hat. It doesn't have to be a Stetson. It can be any kind of hat. Just go ahead and wrap it in foil underneath. Or if you want to look more like you're part of the woke crowd, in the middle of summer when it's stinking hot, wear one of those wool stocking caps. You've seen these people do that, right? I have no idea how they can wear one of those in the middle of summer when it's really hot. They put one of the... I only I can only wear them in the wintertime when the temperature gets cold enough. Middle of summer, these guys are wearing those... We'll pull down little cap things here. We'll put some tin foil inside. There. Now you can walk around without anybody knowing, especially the government, especially the shadow government, that you are wearing 
a tin hat. So, Kevin, yes, to aluminum line your Stetson is probably a good idea if you want to keep the government out of your head. Oh, and Rianne from Fort Danger. Which one did you like, the smart car one or the tin hat conspiracy one? I'm just kind of curious. Now, the people that you hear me talking to over here, not everybody calls the show. Again, those people who have the Wake Up Wyoming app, they can just go ahead and uh, just chat with me by hitting the chat button off of the Wake Up Wyoming app. That's what they're doing. Okay, let me get back to my notes real quick here. I want to get into this story this morning. Here, And this is more serious. Here in the state of Wyoming, the current temporary Secretary of State has asked clerks across Wyoming to ban or get rid of mail or uh, drop boxes for voting, because that has been a problem in other states like Georgia. All right, so far, not one single district anywhere is uh, is complying with this. Here's the story. Interim Secretary of State Carl Allred Friday said of the few county clerks who responded to his letter requesting they consider getting rid of ballot drop boxes, none of them have indicated they would. Allred, who Governor Mark Gordon deported as interim position last month, following Secretary of State Ed Buchanan's resignation, sent a letter recently to all 23 Wyoming County clerks requesting that they consider, if not for this election, but for 2024, future elections, getting rid of drop boxes. He noted that he he's mindful of the fact that there have been no issues reported in Wyoming, but he has worried about issues that were reported in other states, and that's why he wants to take precautions here. So getting rid of uh, drop boxes and concerns voter fraud were part of the Chuck Gray campaign, which is why Chuck Gray, when he gets into office, the Secretary of State wants to do that. And while some in the Wyoming House and Senate wanted to strip the Secretary of State's office of the power to do so, that's where we are right now with that story, just to get that off the plate. One of the rare times that I actually read a story from the Casper Star Tribune. Or is that the Tribune Eagle? Either, one of those two, anyway. I just kind of quit reading those papers a while back. 8.29's the time coming up on some local news update on your weather forecast right after that. A long segment of open phones after that. Triple eight ninety seven woods Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Hey, 36 at time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple eight ninety seven woods The phone number, that's 888-97-WOODS. So, Drew, who does the morning show down the hallway from me on a country station, posted an article on what I have in front of me a little while ago, and I was wondering, oh, what it, that sounds interesting. Somebody sent me one, and they're very pretty. It's a Wyoming goldback. Now, here's the story Drew wrote, or wrote, and I have the goldback over here right in front of me, but if your question is, what the heck is a Wyoming goldback, you're asking, we're all asking the same question, he writes. 
The gold back is a new form of currency that uses small amounts of gold to make up the denomination. So what was sent to me is a small bill and it's yeah, gold with a lot of printing, pretty pictures on it and so on. Very creative. And at first I thought, was this plastic? Well, small amounts of gold in it. Foil of some kind? Yeah, that'd be the gold. So, all right, it's uh, gold back is a new form of currency, small amounts of gold. They have only been around for a short period of time, created in 2019. The one I have is worth $1 in today's money. They are the size of regular paper money. Mine one's a little bit smaller than a dollar bill. But they have a certain amount of gold to represent their actual worth. According to goldback.com, they are the world's only interchangeable physical gold money. Goldbacks are made to be used just like you would use regular paper money, but instead of just representing a certain amount of gold, it actually is made of the amount of gold it's worth, which makes me wonder, so what happens if the price of gold, it rarely goes down, but actually goes up a little bit, then it should be worth more than that. So as long as you are in an area that accepts them, goldbacks can be used as currency, but anyone can invest in them. So there's five different denominations, a one, a five, a 10, a 25, and a 50. So I was sent a $1, right? Each represents that certain amount of gold. And 1,000 gold backs, there are, there's one, 1,000 yeah, gold backs, there's $1,000 worth of gold. Hmm. So, all right, that's what I have in front of me. That's somebody, and there's a map on Drew's story here that shows where you can actually go in Wyoming to exchange this as legal tender. I might just have to go to some of these locations just to talk to the people who accept this as legal tender. I think that's just really interesting. Rich is in Thermopolis. Morning, Rich. How you doing, Glenn? Good, sir. What you got for me? <clears throat> um, you know, I was writing my memoirs about my 20 years in the Army, and I was writing about Honduras and El Salvador because we used to fly a mission out of Panama yeah. in 77 to 79. You know, all these people are coming in here. They're sending most of their money back to the countries they came from. The exchange rate is like three or four, you know, or better right. to a dollar. And, uh, you know, most of these guys are, are conservative and they're Christian. And... You know, they're leaving these communist countries coming in here, and these idiot liberals think that they're going to vote for them, you know, and yeah. they're going to get in here and find out the same crap they left is what they're getting into. Now, here's something um, that you just said there that's always made me wonder. I've always had the theory that the reason that the Democrats want all of these illegals in here, and they give them a lot of free stuff when they do get into the country, is because they assume these guys are going to vote Democrat. And my... Uh, my argument for that is if all of these people were voting Republican, who would be in favor of building the wall then? So let's see if that's true. I do know there would be a certain amount of people who, if they get a chance to vote, they would end up voting Republican. But let's see if it's enough to make the Democrats change their mind about this. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to, I had wrote, wrote down a bunch of stuff. Because uh, I was trying to make sure I, 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 co I covered everything mm -hmm. I wanted to say. Because um, I worked for a pallet yard. We used to get a bunch of them there and yeah. we made them legal aliens, you know. Yeah. And that's how I found out they were sending all their money back. Yeah. And, you know, it's like they never, we never, when I was in there in 77 through 79, there yeah. was no MS-13, you know. Right, yeah. And actually the only, the only, the only 
Democratic countries and might be Panama still and Costa Rica. The rest of them are all, are all uh, you know, communist uh, dictatorships. Sure. I was, first time I ever noticed this, I was walking through a Walmart one time and I looked over to where you can buy, uh, to wire money. And there were a whole bunch of workers from south of the border countries with their paychecks wiring money south of the border. And that's the first time I ever really became aware of something like that. And that's what gave me the idea that if we really want to stop illegal immigration, this is not an easy solution. But if there's some way to help fix what's going on in those southern countries so they don't have to leave for work, because, yeah, most of them are just trying to escape really poor living conditions and not just even communist countries, gangs and drug lords and so on. They're trying to go someplace that's actually safe and nice. I just wish they would come here legally to do it. Well, you know, Trump was right when he said they're assholes because I've showed you pictures of some of those places there. Yeah. You know, where you go back in time, it's like going back into the 1900s or something, or yeah. 1800s, I meant, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I just want to let everybody know, you know, because I don't think nobody talks about it. Right. You know, and I just I was just sitting there the other day going like these people drive me nuts. You know? yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rich, for calling in. I appreciate it. That's uh, I often call him Grandpa Rich. He's from Thermopolis here. I do take a look at people from South American countries. I mean, why do they take such a long, in most cases, walk? Not just Mexico, like way down south and they move all the way up in these massive caravans, why come here? Well, the country that they're living in, whatever country that might be, is a mess. It's just a mess. And they're trying to survive. And they want some place where they can get a job and make some money and get food and et cetera, et cetera. My, again, my answer to that is, well, fine, if you want to come here, uh, come here legally, not through the methods that you're doing by sneaking over cross the border. But again, now I don't think we can socially engineer those countries. But the real answer is not even a border wall. The real answer is if South American countries just to because I know they come people coming across the border aren't just coming from South America, they're coming from all over. But those all over the world really. But if from the South American countries, if those countries were more livable, if they weren't so dangerous, if they were making more money down there, if they could make a decent living and raise their family peacefully, like the vast majority of Americans do, then they would never even think about coming to America, crossing our border and trying to get any kind of work here. They would never travel all that way. There would be no point to it. RH in Wiggins, Colorado. Hi, Glenn. This will make the Democrat Party try harder and harder to buy immigrant votes with more and more free stuff. Yeah. By the way, with several calls and messages from people in Colorado, I'm just going to just toss something out to Colorado real quick. I came across a story this morning about you guys. See, there's a gentleman down there, Colorado Senate nominee, Odin, is that his name? Yeah, uh, O-D-E-A, O-D. He dropped out of college to start working. And he's trying to beat a 13-year incumbent. I was watching him talk about his story. The incumbent is a Democrat that's been there for 13 years. Joe O'Dea 
was finishing up his bachelor's degree and dropped out because he had a family to take care of. He was just a construction worker at the time. He worked his way up through, I mean, long hours. I mean, we're talking sometimes seven days a week and some very long hours and made something of his life. He's truly the definition of a self-made man. And now he's trying to run for Senate because the guy who's currently in the Senate has no idea how something like that can be done. In fact, uh, pretty much rejects the idea of the self-made man. That's what he's running against. 845, wake up, Wyoming. Talk radios start the morning. News, weather, and a pocket full of opinions. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by, and I've got some just weird golf rules. So the air rule in golf. The who? Air rule. Air this rule. matters in Wyoming. Pay attention to this one, Frank. If a gust of wind moves your ball, you can play it from its new position. But if it artificially uh, propelled air moves your ball... You must. Uh, you can replace it without penalty. Okay. I'm not sure what artificial wind would be around Wyoming, but you are definitely going to have it moved by natural wind. Right. It, um, I think there are some golf courses that have huge fans. Okay. Because it gets so hot and humid. <clears throat> okay. So now, now I'll, I'll preface this: if I obeyed every single golf rule, I probably would shoot 300. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Now this one's for Florida. If your ball is lodged in an orange. You cannot take relief without penalty because the orange is there naturally. Right. Okay. Penalty stroke there. Cactus rule. If your ball comes to rest next to a cactus, you may wrap an arm or a leg in a towel to protect yourself so you can shoot in front of or around the cactus. Gee, how nice of them. Yeah. The way, fl- way to go. And, and these rules, by the way, are, you know, for the, the original rules are written by RNA, which is the yeah. British organization Royal and Ancient. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not sure if they've ever seen a cactus okay. in England. You know. If the player, this is the flying insect rule. If the player's ball lies in a hazard, the insect is considered to be the hazard, and the player may not touch or physically remove the insect. And that's rule uh, 13-4C, by the way. Yeah. However, as the insect is capable of moving on its own, you can just stand there and wait. The player may take action such as waving a hand or a club to encourage it to move, but you're not allowed to touch the insect. Okay. This is... Right. Yeah. Okay. So when you're in a, <laughs> so when you're in a hazard, you can't... Yes. You, you can't... You know, take like a practice swing or have no. or any. You know, you just got to just, just go. wait till the bug but, but, just, but just moves but just on wait. Yeah. Just go like this. It, shoe, it, it'll shoe leave. Shoe yeah. fly. Yeah. Okay. And the National Football League from last night. Wow! Another game. Another loss. Another poor, poor, poor offensive performance from the Denver Broncos, losing to the Los Angeles Chargers in overtime, nineteen to sixteen. In overtime, the Broncos managed to muff a punt, which the Chargers did recover that led to the game-winning field goal. The Bronco offense. 
awful. As quarterback Russell Wilson, 3 of 11 for 15 yards in the second half and overtime. This was after he completed the first 10 passes he made and he attempted in the first quarter. After that first quarter, the offense went right in the tank. And it's five out of six games that Denver has scored 16 points or less. Remember, the Broncos acquired Wilson from Seattle for five draft picks, including two first-rounders, and signed him to a $245 million contract. Let that sink in. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys returned to the field on Saturday night in Laramie, hosting Utah State. Folks had last week off. They're four and three overall after a row went over to Mexico their last time out. Utah State is three and four overall. They beat CSU their last time out. Among the interesting stories, you know, their quarterback Levi Williams plays. Used to play for Wyoming and now he plays for Utah State. And Andrew Peasley, the Cowboy quarterback, transferred him from Utah State. However, over this bye week, uh, the Cowboys had a chance to uh, brush up on some stuff, and that was very important for head coach Craig Bowl. We did work on fundamentals. I think we tweaked our offense and defense and kicking game just a little bit, uh, looked at our total program, um, and then looked where we're at. I mean, this is a big, big ball game. It's a meaningful game. Uh, Utah State, I think, has flipped the script, and it's really turned into a good football team. And, uh, you know, their win over Air Force is really impressive, and they had to come through a lot of adversity uh, to beat Colorado State. Saturday night game start, Saturday night's game starts at 7.45 p.m. from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KOWB in Laramie. High school volleyball from over the weekend in 4A on Friday. Laramie over in Natrona. Thunder Basin beat Cheyenne Central. Cheyenne East over Campbell County and Sheridan beat Cheyenne South. Then on Saturday, Natrona beat South. Thunder Basin over East Campbell County beat Central. Tonight in Casper, it's the annual Volley Bowl as Natrona will host undefeated Kelly Walsh with the varsity match starting at 6 p.m. In baseball, Game 5 of the New York Yankee-Cleveland Playoff Series series was rained out last night, so they will try it again this afternoon. The winner will play Houston in the American League Championship Series. That's it in sports. So, let's talk real quick about UW game this weekend here. What do you think? You know, I, I, I think now playing them at home with yeah. a little bit of with a, with a week off, yeah. you know, you would think. Let's put it this way. When you have a week off and you look, you know, sharp, that yeah. means, oh, they're fresh and, re, and, and they're, you know, they've, they've enjoyed the week off, you know. Yeah. If they come out and play bad, then they're rusty. Ah, okay. So it's kind of like that. <laughs> you can't win, can you? Yeah, you can't win. <laughs> no, all right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Now we're going to roll into news time after that national local update on your weather forecast. Open phones, 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods, Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number, and it is open phones at this point. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, 
and feel free to participate. Before I get into the important news stories of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, with just a couple of words for you. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. What? Three. Made in America. Three words. Unless he meant maiden in America, but I sound like made in America. That'd be pretty worker. Now, to be clear, that is not the first time the president has done that. See if you can count how many words are here. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, excuse me. I, okay, I counted it 10, maybe 11 words there. The more I listen to it, the more words I get out of that. Yeah, okay. I'll let you guys figure that out. Get back with me on that one. Way. There is a website out there that's supposed to be a news website that I don't tell you what their name is because they're not a news website. They are as hardcore biased as it gets. So n- news is not what they do, really. It's more like propaganda. All right. Headline. That's why I never tell you who they are. Most people don't know who they are. Headline. Utilities plans call out are called out of sync with clean energy transition demands. So Pacific Corp delivers energy to 140,000 Wyoming households, says the story. It received a D grade in a new report. Surround, with all, there's a, someone gives it a D grade. Do I trust them and the grade that they're giving? It's not like their grade is biased, right? Sounding alarm over utilities companies, actual commitment to transition to clean energy pause um the transition is not to a cleaner form of energy i've already talked about that your wind and solar is not clean or green or sustainable anyone who hasn't heard me talk about it i'd be happy to go back and review it with you just call the program triple eight ninety seven woods i'm not going to get on your case we'll just talk about it and i'll show you why wind and solar and electric cars are not clean or green or sustainable but all right Holly Bender, Senior Director, Energy Companies for, here we go, the Sierra Club. Oh, no bias there, right? Said, despite public promises to reduce climate pollution by 2030, they think CO2 is climate pollution. Pacific Corp and other utilities are telling a very different story. In obscure filings that can only be accessed by people with confidentiality agreements. What the utilities, what she says, what the utilities are saying through glossy reports to their customers and shareholders, they're eager to transition to 100% clean energy, but actually they're not. If that's the case, then thank God. I appreciate them even more. Now, on to a news organization I trust. Here's Cowboy State Daily. Energy expert says opposition to Wyoming wind and solar will grow. You think? I No, I think absolutely it will, but let's see why. Robert Bryce maintains a database of wind and solar products that have been denied approval since 2015 of the local and state opposition. So far, only one Wyoming project has made the list, but even that project managed to eventually get the green light and proceed. The energy expert authored a question of power clever name, told uh, told to Cowboy State Daily that he believes as more open land in Wyoming is taken up by wind and solar, opposition grows. Here's what we've talked about before. If you start a natural gas or a coal plant, it's a very small footprint. 
But when you get into wind and solar, that's vast amounts of land. And that ups your bird kill, your bat kill. It hurts migration of animals. All right. So based in Austin, Texas, this gentleman has been a journalist writing for uh, and about energy for more than 30 years. His articles have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and Forbes. He's also written several books on energy and hosts a weekly podcast. He's been keeping his renewable energy rejection database since 2015 which tracks dozens of projects across country that have been denied permits at one point or another, which in many cases ultimately killed them. The only Wyoming wind project documented in the case, Albany County Rail Tie Wind Project. November 2020, Wyoming State Board Land Commission denied the company a lease that would have allowed the project to move forward. The following January, the board reversed this decision and granted the lease. Project developers expect it will begin construction in 2023. Bryce said that with Wyoming having the second most sparsely populated or, or very low population density, it's a lot of undeveloped land for these projects. In other states, there's uh, less open space, so more opposition. In these 600-foot high wind turbines, he said, I wouldn't want to look at those blinking red lights every night for the rest of my life. It's a visual blight. Bryce said wind farms lower uh, property values. That, that's what the people in that project that opposed to it said. You're killing our property values here. Proponents, of course, they talk about why they want it. We already know that and how much money it'll bring in. Local politics play into this. You get the general idea. But I do have to agree with his assessment here that the more projects that try to come into the state of Wyoming, the more opposition there will be. The problem is there's not a whole lot of people to oppose these things because you're talking about putting up these wind turbines in sparsely populated areas. You've been across Wyoming. You've seen how do you get opposition going when maybe a dozen people live out in the area that we're talking about? Not many people there to actually oppose this. That's going to be part of the problem. However, though, I do expect more opposition to come over environmental concerns. And there's a lot of different environmental concerns. Burying wind turbine blades the toxicity of creating, uh, well, and the rare earth minerals to create and then eventually dispose of, especially the battery farms, but there's that. The bird kill, the bat kill, the migration corridors. All of these things start to pop up after a while. And so after a while, more opposition pops up. And then we're going to come across the problem of what happens when the subsidies run out, which eventually they do. Because you can't keep this up forever. Your federal government cannot keep this up forever as far as subsidizing these um, you know, projects like this. They need to be able to make money on their own. All right. Coming up next, I stumbled across a story just a moment ago. Governor Newsom, California. Now, for those in the oil industry, pay attention. Governor Newsom, California calls for a windfall tax to put record oil profits back in California's pockets. Well, hang on. California has high gasoline prices and has always had high gas prices and diesel prices. And it's California's fault that they do. 
So when we recently had a massive spike in gasoline prices due to inflationary problems, California could have reduced a lot of regulations and taxes and had some of the lowest gasoline prices in America, but they didn't. And now they're blaming the oil companies? Hang on, we'll talk about that next. 9.15, Wake Up Wyoming. Good talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine twenty-one is the time. Wake Up Wyoming, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. Over here on the ridiculously large television they put in my studio. I'm looking at a gentleman... I doesn't say what his name is. Uh, some organization in Philadelphia. Now, if you're wondering why I call it Philadelphia, go there. And they're having a gun buyback program. They're talking about how great the gun buyback program is. Uh, gun buyback programs are always a joke. You know, really, guns that show up or guns that have been sitting in people's closets that, in many cases, don't even work anyway. Yeah, so they put out all of this money, although... There was a case, and I do think for our friends in Colorado, this happened in Colorado once, too. Some people realize that, hey, uh, the government's really not giving much money out to buy these guns. So they stop people before they get to the gun buyback. Hey, we'll offer you more than that. People who are gun collectors. Yeah, Some states have tried to make that illegal. On the wind turbine subject... Mason in Casper, Wyoming. He's, I just took a round trip from Houston, Houston to Casper. Plenty of wind farms in Texas along the highway. Almost everyone you could see had oil and grease leaking from the rotating center and blades. Such a joke for an energy source. Yeah, uh, such a joke of an energy source, he said. Yeah, and, and it went to add that to the list of reasons why they're not green. Why they do environmental damage. All right. Real quick, California. California, this is from the office of Governor Gavin Newsom. Governor Newsom calls for a windfall tax to put record oil profits back in California's pockets. As California sees renewed spike in gas prices, Governor Newsom called for a windfall tax on oil companies that would go directly into the taxpayers' pockets. While crude oil prices are down, oil companies have, and this was, the prices were down at the time this story was written. California has seen record prices at the gas pumps. Meanwhile, oil companies raked in unprecedented profits on the back of hardworking Californians. They says oil companies failed to provide an explanation for the unprecedented divergence between the prices of California compared to the national average. Stop right there. And that's all I need to know. I'll read that again. Oil companies failed to provide an explanation for the unprecedented divergence between prices in California and the national average. Excuse me. Um, California gas prices have always been way above the national average and is directly the fault of California. So the idea that, well, all we have to do, the record profits, windfall. What about the high California taxes and then the high California regulations? What about that? Add that to your, even when gas prices are low across the nation, add that to why prices are so high in California. 
And then let's see who's really profiting, because I've noticed that in many cases, government takes in more money, city, county, state government, even federal, than the oil companies make off of gasoline. Kurt in Casper wants to talk gun control. Hello, Kurt. Well, I don't have a lot to say. Just uh, Everybody's always talking about more gun control and more laws to control guns. I got a really novel idea. Right. Let's enforce the laws we already have on the books mm-hmm. and see where that gets us. Okay. I wish they would. They And they can't seem to do that in places like Chicago, for example. Or Anywhere. as I mentioned, Philadelphia. All you got to do is enforce those laws, but they can't seem to get the gangs under control. If you enforce the existing laws, yeah, well, I, I think people that should not have guns yeah. probably will not have guns. Here's the problem, Kurt. They would need police first, right, to do that? And aren't these the same no, places? Start. Yeah, the, the same places that are defunding the police. Well, the yeah. other issue is enforcement. Um, once once they get a hold of them, they have to actually punish them. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also the problem of even getting a hold of these guns. They're just going to get replaced by other guns. Or as you've seen many times, if you could get rid of the guns, then these people just pick up some other weapon. That's right. All right, thank you, Kurt. Appreciate it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. Give us your jewelry. I would love to comply, but uh, in the state of California, all of those firearms are illegal. Oh my gosh! I am so. Sorry, I did not mean to bring an illegal firearm into your home. I knew this thing was way too military. Oh my god, I had no idea. As a California resident, I am super thankful you guys are only going to rob me with legal firearms. Illegal. Illegal. Hey baby, is the Glock Gen 4 on the California roster? No. Illegal. It is so hard to be a law-abiding criminal in this state. Law-abiding criminal, I mean... Everybody needs to be accepted. Really wanted to watch Netflix. Cool. You're lucky I didn't kill you. Now, remember, if if healthcare is supposed to be free, and now college is supposed to be free, well, so are guns. Did you hear? The government is giving away free guns. Yes, free guns. Gun manufacturers around the nation will be mandated to give every citizen a free gun with ammunition. As you know, the U.S. Constitution states that you have a right to bear arms. And since we've been told that anything that is a right, like health care, is given to you by the government for free, then that must mean that soon you'll be able to pick up your free gun. And since free contraceptives are also a right, then that means you get free bullets Two. Yes, right now the U.S. government is borrowing money from China and future generations and raising taxes on the mega wealthy just to make sure that you get your free gun guaranteed under the Constitution. Because now anything that's a right in this country is given to you for free. Healthcare is a right and you have the right to bear arms. It's your right. I came up with that idea a few years ago when it suddenly struck me that, you know, this is during the whole health 
health care is a human right thing. And I was saying, but a right is not a product or a service provided for you by the government. That's not what that word means. They're twisting the word to mean something that it doesn't mean. That's not what a right is. But people are actually arguing with me. No, that is too what a right. Okay, fine. It's it, This is where I love these kind of arguments. Then I want my free gun. Give me my free gun. Because if a right is a product or a service provided by the government, then I have a right to bear arms. So? Hello there, D and Casper. I got more messages from Mason and Casper and Grandpa Rich. I'll get to you guys in just a moment. They're sending me text messages off in the app by hitting chat. The app is free to download at your app store. Just look for Wake Up Wyoming. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast. More open phones. Back to you and me. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six at time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Halloween right around the corner. My favorite holiday. As I like to tell people, I was actually born really close to Halloween. I mean, just it was just within sight, just like minutes away. And I often said to my mom, complained really, that I could have been a Halloween baby if she had just, you know, kept her legs crossed for another couple of minutes. Her answer to me, and I quote, wanted you the hell out. Understand. I get it, Mom. I, but I could have been. So I'm on October 30th, baby. But still, though, this is my favorite holiday. Not the Freddy Krueger slasher stuff. I never did like that. But the spooky Halloween kind of thing, just the fun Halloween spooky stuff. I always really loved that. On my birthday, the only day that I was allowed just to walk out of the house dressed like a complete idiot in the middle of the night, late at night when it's dark out, and go to all sorts of different neighborhoods. And my parents just let me walk. I just go. And I could knock on the doors of complete strangers in the middle of the night and ask for candy. Huh? Any other time of the year, that'd be considered just weird or creepy or very dangerous. But then, psh, fine. Holiday season is upon us. And I'm not talking about the boring ones where we overeat and argue with family members. I'm talking about the fun one. The one where we let our kids threaten people for dessert. I'm here to tell you the story of Halloween. Like everything that eventually goes off the rails, it all started in Europe. It's a way for people to explain death and or weather. And I'm not talking about the fancy part of Europe with the nifty goatees and man wigs. I'm talking about the muddy parts of Europe with the burlap clothing and rickets. It all started with the festival of Samhain. And if you're wondering how to spell that, you're wrong. 
It was a time when they didn't understand seasons, so they gave them dumb names like Equinox and Solstice. We know now that those names should be used for gyms and cycling studios. Seasonal affective disorder meant that you had been attacked by wolves last winter, and Sawin was a way for Celtic people to mark the change of their seasons. Their enemies, the Laker people, did not participate. I assume because they're in LA, where there are no seasons. It happened every year at the end of October, or as they called it, the beginning of November, when the elders told them what they should be frightened of, sort of like we now do with cable news networks. Legend had it, this was when the dead would come to seek revenge on their enemies. Nowadays, we don't really have enemies. We have people who voted differently, frenemies, and those who don't follow us on Instagram. And they did stupid things like going door to door asking for food, wearing masks to keep demons from recognizing them, and carving out turnips, which is like a pumpkin for people without taste buds. They would put out plates of food to placate unwelcome spirits. My only experience with unwelcome spirits is my inability to handle tequila. In modern day America, we better understand the concepts of weather and death. So now we use scary stories mostly to stop teens from having sex at summer camp. Science has taught us that turnips are stupid. So now we use classier vegetables, like pumpkins. To reduce our carbon footprint, we use the whole pumpkin, like a responsible society. Some of the lonelier among us even befriend pumpkins by giving them a face and naming them Jack. This was unheard of in olden times when pumpkins primarily served as prosthetics for headless people. In the past, we feared things we couldn't understand, like bad haircuts, autonomous bedding, and women in power. And while technology has allowed us to do amazing things, like turn vegetables into candy, social media has made everyone believe they're an expert at everything. And that's opened our eyes to the scariest thing of all, real life. Because isn't a wolf man really just a hairy dude? But how much scarier would he be? if he was on Facebook able to opine about women's issues. We've learned that a raven saying nevermore at your chamber door is not nearly as scary as a human tweeting on the toilet, and that neither of those things will ever be as repulsive as a person who hands out carrot sticks to trick-or-treaters. And of course, we no longer dress up to ward off demons. As an intellectually advanced society, we dress up to attract them. Kids dress up as things like superheroes and princesses. Adults dress up as things like 70s cops and cops whose uniforms no longer fit. And dogs dress up mostly against their will. But more than anything, Halloween is about embracing the traditions of our ancestors and then figuring out a way to make them sexy. Except for that turnip thing. Who ever heard of a turnip spice latte? That tastes like progress. Happy Halloween, America. So here's what I decided. I was invited to a Halloween party. And normally, I just don't. I'm not a part of pooper. I just don't go to parties. I just I never did. I hate to sound that boring, but okay, I'll go to this one. No, nice person invited me. I, what am I going as? I came up with the perfect costume. Ready for this? And so I'm going to go. You can still buy these. Remember back in the 1970s, they had those really horribly cheap, stupid masks that were plastic. Couldn't see through them, couldn't breathe through them. Okay, you can still get those. And they come with basically the print pattern on a what's essentially a plastic garbage bag that you're supposed to wear over your chest, right? Okay. So I'm going to get one of those. And I'm going to use, I'm going to have to rip the plastic to put it over my chest and use duct tape to wrap it around so it stays. And then I'm going to put the mask on, which will be ridiculously small at my age. And then I'm going to go to this Halloween party saying, after all these years, it still fits. That's actually what I'm going as. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. It's Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the
step at a time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. All right, Frank, we'll wrap up real quick here. Just some weird golf rules that you didn't know about and you were not obeying. Okay, I'm ready. Right. The water bottle rule. Water bottle rule. Yeah, now this one I think is fascinating because I've never thought of this. You cannot place a water bottle on the green and use it as a level to determine how much the putt will break. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that does. Okay. I, I don't know who would stoop that low uh-huh. to do that. But Literally it, and figur- figuratively, but yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, we are not uh, mortals. We're not. Okay. Um, th- this is a USGA decision. There was actually a decision by the USGA. Okay. And as he, this guy who's writing this says, we are mortals. We are not playing for the PGA circuit. Need some tricks up our sleeves, okay? Okay, so the spit rule. The you, spit rule. Yeah, you may spit on your club face before playing a shot to clean it, mm-hmm. but not if you're trying to reduce spin to hit a straighter shot. Isn't that why you're spitting on it? It kind of gets me. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah, it's just, exactly the same thing. <laughs> okay. What, and I do it all the time. Uh, okay. I, you know, I, but I, you, know, you have my towel, and you clean yeah. off the dirt, and, and yeah. if you clean off the dirt and the mud, okay. hopefully the, the, the club face will hit the ball and put spin on it. I, you would think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't understand that one. The club head fell off rule. You ever had that happen? No. Okay. Oh, oh uh, yes. I've okay. had clubs where the head is just gone. Okay. Yeah. If the club head falls off during the backswing and you complete the swing but miss the ball, it does not count as a stroke. Because you have nothing to hit the ball with. Yes. If the club head falls off during the downswing and you complete the swing but miss the ball, it counts. So it depends on where you lose the club face. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I, I think I'm going to buy you a referee shirt so you can just yes. go right outside your house and, and yes, you know, I will, yeah. and, and officiate. Hey, hey, hey. That, yeah, that, I saw that. I saw that. Nope, and nope, nope. By nope, the nope. way, since I sit just almost, almost across the street from the second hole of a golf course, and I sit there watching people on Sunday and just have fun being judgmental. Mm-hmm. I have seen some cheating. Oh, like, yeah. Play it where it lies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've seen all sorts of cheating. But okay. <laughs> That's awesome. If the club head falls... Oh, I read that one. If... Okay, this is the clubhouse rule. If the shot ends up in the clubhouse and the clubhouse is not out of bounds, you can open the door or window and play through. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay. So this time the author says, you got to be pulling our leg. Either it's a joke or someone in the rules committee just is a frat boy playing golf. Uh, whoever came up with that kind of rule. Now, there's about 600 pages of rules. Oh, oh, oh yeah, easily, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I, I, get, I get a little booklet every year from yeah. the USGA, and, you know, the, the, the print is tiny, tiny, tiny. I mean, <laughs> and there are actually people who actually carry that around with them, like, really? The fine print of golf? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Oh, it goes on Ruins and on it. and on. Yeah. Well, in the NFL last night, the Denver Broncos continue to be a joke. They lost to the Los Angeles Chargers in overtime 19-16. to Another poor offensive performance turned in by this team. But, you know, the Broncos did muff a punt in overtime, which the Chargers recovered and led to the game-winning field goal. And that Bronco offense was just awful again with quarterback Russell Wilson, a brutal 3-of-11 for 15 yards in the second half in overtime. This was after he completed his first 10 passes in the first quarter. It looked like, whoa, they kind of figured it out. Well, after the first quarter, they went back to where they were, which is 
versus bad. And that's five out of six games that Denver scored 16 points or less. Remember, the Broncos acquired Wilson from Seattle for five draft picks, including two first-rounders, and signed him to a $245 million contract. Hmm. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys returned to the field on Saturday night in Laramie to host Utah State. The Post had last week off. They are 4-3 and three overall with a rogue win over New Mexico the last time out. Utah State is 3-4. and four. They beat Colorado State their last time out. Among the sub-stories in this game is that former UW quarterback Levi Williams now plays at Utah State and current UW quarterback Andrew Peasley transferred in from Utah State. Head coach Craig Bull says Peasley is a pretty grounded about this whole deal. Andrews, uh, I had the captains over for dinner the other night. and It's been uh, really enjoyable uh, to get to know him, his family, his background. Um, you know, this is about our program and we're going to, and I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to just put those individual feelings aside. Um, I do know he has great respect for a lot of the players that are there, Coach Anderson. So it's not like, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a you know, an ill feeling that he has. Saturday night's game starts at quarter to 8 p.m. from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. High school volleyball tonight. It's the annual Volley Bowl as Natrona will host undefeated Kelly Walsh at 6 p.m. From over the weekend on Friday and 4A, Laramie beat Natrona 3-0. Thunder Basin over Cheyenne Central 3-0. Cheyenne East beat Campbell County 3-0. And Sheridan over Cheyenne South 3-0. Then on Saturday, Natrona beat South. Thunder Basin beat East. Campbell County over Central. In baseball, Game 5 of the New York Yankee-Cleveland playoff series was rained out last night. They will try again this afternoon. The winner of that game plays Houston in the American League Championship Series. So that's it in sports. Okay, I have one more rule to add to this, but this okay. is just for people who are playing in our neighborhood. Okay. If you tee off on the second tee and you happen to land the ball, it bounces down the street and lands in my yard, mm-hmm. uh, you are allowed to play through. Okay, I will allow that. You can show up and say, I'm just going to play through it. Because from my house, you can grab and like a five iron. As long as I, as long yeah. as they fix the divots. <clears throat> right. Oh, oh, yeah. No divots in my yard. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, however, if you decide to drop another ball, because oh, I give up, I don't know where that went. The moment that other ball hits the ground, the ball that landed in my yard is mine. Yeah, and yeah, that that that's fair. Yeah, and I'm going to add it to the stack of about 200 golf balls <laughs> that I've collected so far, and I will be selling back to you people. Yeah. At extraordinarily high prices. Just do it right right yeah. there on the street. Yeah, exactly. And everyone will see you like, hey, you got yeah. my ball. Hey, I might put up, you know those big uh, gumball machines? Yeah. That big gumball? <laughs> I might just put one of those out there front. Just I, I remember those jumbo gu- gumball <laughs> things. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you, Frank. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. At my hearing,